Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. It is, uh, if you caught the Facebook Live this morning that we always run, it's gray outside. We're talking about the weather. Someday the spring will be here. Actually, this is the time of year where some weeks it's sunny, some weeks it's raining, um, which is a perfect segue into my real estate update for today because that is that is totally what the real estate market is about this time of year. One week it's super busy and everybody's out shopping. The next week, everybody, we don't know where they went. How come we're not getting any showings on our listings? Sellers start to panic. Super, super normal for this time of year. So if you're a seller, can't understand why one week's slow versus the other, I'll be honest, as agents, we don't know either. We just know it's part of the process. And as a buyer, if one week it feels like there's all kinds of new properties on the market, the next week it's really dry and you have nothing to look at, again, don't panic. Just know that your time is coming. It's interesting. I've been doing this for 23 years and people always ask. It came up a lot this last week of, you know, gosh, do you ever get bored having done the same thing for so long? And it is no, because the reality is, is the market's always shifting there's always something new coming on or something new that happens. In fact, I've got it um, going on right now. I've got a property. We've been on the market for over a month, so it's been kind of quiet. All of a sudden, three offers out of nowhere a month into the process. That doesn't usually ha- happen that way, but uh, you know what? It's good. It keeps it interesting. It keeps me on my toes. So no matter what, if you are thinking about buying or selling real estate, it is important that you have an active agent in your market who is in tune with the ebbs and flows of it. So if you're thinking about doing something, I encourage you to reach out. You can always send me an email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. And um, I'm going to introduce my guest today. Uh, Sorry, I'm taking a little mental break and signaling to my assistant because our Facebook Live is doing something weird. So I don't know, but we're on the radio, so we'll keep rolling. It's all the behind-the-scenes stuff. We've got David LeClaire with Seattle Uncorked. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Thanks for being here today yeah, on this it. gray, rainy day. Absolutely. It's a good drink wine day, right? It is. I and for so. a Seattleite, I come to the east side way more than most people that are willing to traverse you the bridge. You crossed the bridge. I did. But there's I no troll it. today, so I just got across safely. No problem. I appreciate that. You know, that's the funny thing in real estate. There's Seattle and mm. there's the east side. We're separated by a lake. Which is not huge, right? A couple miles across, it is night and day, the real estate markets in Seattle versus the east side. And it always makes me laugh because some I see more Seattle agents go to the, or more east side agents that will go to Seattle with clients, but I see Seattle agents are funny. They don't like coming to the east side. They think you go across that water and all of a sudden, boom, you're in Spokane. There's sea serpents in between. I think so. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. I think the Loch Ness Monster is here, their right. cousin or something. So uh, thanks for making the trip across Absolutely. the bridge. Uh, we're, we're talking about wine today, though. Oh, hey, and by the way, it's so perfect. This is the one-year anniversary of the 425 show. Today. Today. Oh, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. So, um... Thank you for being here to celebrate. I should have brought some champagne. I didn't I know. know. Or at least mimosas. Something. I know. But then I'd have to take a nap for the rest of the right, day. Right, right. Probably better you didn't. But uh, yeah, it's the one-year anniversary. That's fun. You're here. We're talking about wine. Feels very fitting today. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so you run Seattle Uncorked, and you do some of the coolest and most fun events 
on both sides of the water, by the way, Seattle and the east side. Yeah. So let's talk about well, that. Well, the funny thing is, like, this week is an event in Seattle, and I know right. we're on the east side, so I'm not supposed it's to talk okay. about that much. You but can totally talk about it. We like to branch out on occasion. Every once in a so while. So this would be worth branching well, out Well, what's for. funny is this event is called Sexy Syrah. Okay. And it's um, basically 30 wineries that all do Syrah from the, from the you know, northwest. Mm-hmm. But the... Funny part about it is it's my oldest event at 18 years. Wow. So that's how long I've been producing events. Oh my but this particular event called Sexy Syrah is something that now, you know, 18 years ago, I didn't have to worry about social media issues with using the word sexy. Oh. So now, like, you try to send out an email and you say, Sexy Syrah's coming up, and it goes into everybody's spam Does filters. it get flagged? Yes, because that's you can't use that funny. word anymore. So now I have to just use it in an image. <laughs> So the image doesn't actually kick oh. anything back. Otherwise, if you put it in the title or even in the body of it. Mm-hmm. So 18 years ago, we weren't even thinking about that when we named the event Sexy Syrah. That's so funny. That's how far things have come. You know, we have that in real estate, too. There's a whole list of words that we are not allowed to use, like family, extended family. You can't use that in real estate. Why? It's fair housing. Really? Yeah. What if somebody doesn't have a family but still wants to be in the home? Oh, we so PC. It's ridiculous. So uh, I, I feel you. Right, right. Um, okay. But you're still having the event, and it's still amazing. Oh, yeah. It's fun. But you know what's cool is that that event has been around for 18 years, but some of the other events have been around for a long time, too. Mm-hmm. So my second oldest event is coming up on the east side, so I can actually talk about that. And okay. that's Rosé Revival. Yes. And we did that at Ray's Boathouse in Seattle for probably 15 years. Mm-hmm. And then we moved it um, last no, two years ago over to Caroline Point in Kirkland. Yes. So we've moved a few older events mm-hmm. over to the east side. That one, uh, Cabernet Classic, which will mm-hmm. be in its 10th year next year. We moved over to Bellevue at Bellevue Porsche. Right. So we're trying to incorporate both sides of the city now that the east side has really, you know, become a huge force. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a lot of people living over here that don't want to go across the bridge. Right. So about half our events are now on the east side that used to be in Seattle. That's awesome. Well, sometimes it's just logistics, right? Because right. a lot of your events are during the week. Right. So sometimes getting across the bridge really one way or the other. Right. Sometimes it's easier than but, others. So I appreciate that you're showing the love to the 425. Yeah. And it used to be, well, it is called Seattle Uncorked. But, right. you know, really, when you're anywhere away from this place, everybody just says they live in Seattle. Uh, same. Right. Whenever so, I'm traveling, if somebody asks where I'm from, I do say Seattle. Right. Because so, you don't know if they know what it, Kirkland is. Exactly. So essentially, even though it's Seattle Uncorked, it's really become Bellevue Uncorked. Yes. And Kirkland Uncorked and Redmond Uncorked and Issaquah Uncorked. But you know, obviously, we don't want to get into that. Exactly. So, and you, and your events, I just love them. Um, <clears throat> I love them for so many different reasons. One, um, you partner every event as paired with a charity. That's correct. So you are always giving back to the community that you're doing things with, and I think that's great. Yeah, but partially that's a legal thing, so it's not like I'm Mother Teresa. But for the most part, you know, <laughs> take the compliment. I know, I know. <laughs> but we do raise an amazing amount of money you when you collectively look it's at good. 35 events a year mm-hmm. to all these different charities, and you know where the, where the money's going. And if we did right. that collectively for the last 18 years, it'd be amazing how much money we've actually raised. Yeah, I think that's great. And we also have a really good team of volunteers, mm-hmm. and the volunteers do this because they love the the, the wine. Mm-hmm community and they like to participate but they have also made all this possible because we couldn't possibly do all these events without a a big team of volunteers so they also are a huge uh, piece of the Seattle Uncorked and all the events that we do to raise money that's awesome yeah very cool I love that and you've 
So there's a couple different events that I'd love to chat about today. One is the rosé one that you mm-hmm. talked about. I sure. went to that for the first time last year. So much fun. Um, in fact, I almost didn't go because I thought, well, I don't really, I don't think I like rosé. I'm not a white wine person. I'm a red wine person. Right. There may have been some Boone Strawberry Hill yeah, in yeah, my college career. Some, so, you know, pink wine, some not so much. There. Anyway, yeah. But I thought, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to try something new. And it was fantastic. Right. You know, it was a fun event, super low-key, meaning, you know, you could just go try stuff if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. The winemakers were there if you really wanted to f- go deep and find out more about why one was one versus another. You could. Right. But um, anytime there's kind of a low barrier of entry in terms of I don't have to be super knowledgeable and nobody's going to look down on me because I can't mm. talk about whatever. I can just go this one I like, that one I don't. Let's right. move on. You know, I think those are fun events. And a great way to just get in. And anytime you can try different types of the same wine, I think is fascinating because rosé, mer- everything, right? There's not right. one flavor profile there's not only one mix or one way to make it so to try them all side by side i think it's really fun yeah and we had 17 years ago when i did the first rosé revival Mm -hmm. it was basically no i couldn't give a ticket away i bet and nobody came in the first three years nobody came Mm -hmm. and i went the fourth year i was really ready to just bail on it because i hate having failures (laughs) and so after three years i'm like i'm done with that and all the wineries kept saying, just hang in there. Just hang in there. We're just around the corner. People are going to start drinking rosé yes. soon. I know it. And they were drinking it in San Francisco and New York. They've been drinking it in southern France forever. Right. So in other parts of the world, it's a big part of their culture. And mm-hmm. it just hadn't quite hit the Northwest yet. And so I stuck in there, and now the event sells out every year. And it's become really a raging popular thing as yeah. far as rosé events all over, not just mine. Mm-hmm. So really, you can kind of tell that. This is a, a thing now where yeah. even 18, you know, eight, 17 years ago, it wasn't even close to a thing. Yeah. So, you know. There's just something fun about rosé. It's yeah. like, it's happy. Well, right? when Can't I was a little Frankie kid, when I was a little kid, I, I was raised in Upper Michigan. And mm-hmm. when it was um, snowy, you had to put your bike in the shed. Right. And until spring, you couldn't bring your bike out. Mm-hmm. So the day that you got to take your bike out, you had yeah. freedom again, and it meant spring is here, spring is here. Yes. You're so excited, right? So you're riding around on your bike like, woo! Uh-huh. Well, rosé is essentially the equivalent of that in the wine industry. I love because that. Because you That's typically so don't bust it out until spring, and then mm-hmm. by the middle of summer, most of it's gone and sold out. Yes. So it really is kind of a symbol of uh, summer's coming. It's true. And it's a very exciting time for people, not only in the wine industry, but for people that like wine because it tells you that summer's on the way. Yeah. So that's why we always try to host this event at somewhere near the water and somewhere that's outside and mm-hmm. somewhere that's really pretty. Right. So this one's at Caroline Point right on the water. We have a big tent right, down, right on the grass. Yeah. 30-some wineries kind of all doing that. And then mm-hmm. because... A lot of wineries only make one rosé. Right. Um, we also allow them to bring other white wines. Yeah. And so there's not just rosé, but tons of white wines, too. And so even though a lot of people say they're just red wine drinkers, you know, in summer, you don't really want a glass of Cabernet when it's 85 degrees out. So Exactly. You know, rosé is really a red, a red wine made into a white wine. So, well, exactly. And I actually didn't realize that. I... I just assumed it was a white, you know, made with white wine grapes. But no, they make it with Pinot, um, Noir grapes, and a lot of different. Any red grape. Which I guess makes sense, but I didn't realize that. It just sits with the skins for usually a couple hours to up to a Mm -hmm. day. Mm -hmm. Where otherwise, if they were making red wine, it would sit with the skins for two to three weeks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. 
Okay. And that's where all the color comes from. There you go. So yeah, it's a super fun event. It was. Yeah. I just. I really enjoyed it. I found all kinds of rosés that I like, and mm-hmm. now I'm on the rosé train. It's yeah. fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you for that. You bet. Um, so that is a super fun one. We will have links to all of these events on the website after the show, Nicole Mangina forward slash podcast. Um, cause I think you should come to some of these. So, and the, okay. So the Rose one is Thursday, May 16th at Carillon Point. Yep. Right. That's correct. Okay. $35 a ticket or $50 for VIP. What's the difference? Well, the, the thing is, is that that venue has gotten pretty expensive to do yeah. this event and we're trying I to raise imagine. money for, uh, save the wild salmon. Perfect. So in order to pay the expense of the venue, uh-huh. and that we have to pay for a lot for food, right? Um, the people that buy the VIP ticket get there early. There's no crowd, and oh. they get food. And everybody that gets Got the regular it. ticket, they just come and taste wine, and the food Got is it. gone at that point. But they get a, a plethora of wine to try, okay? So they can't possibly try it all. So yeah, no, yeah. Food and wine, fifty bucks. Got just it. wine, thirty-five bucks. Okay, and also if you want to give back a little more, you right. do the VIP because then. There's more money to there help cover and go to save salmon, which is important. We yes, need salmon. Absolutely. Okay. I love it. And then you also do the wine walks. We were talking about those. Those are so fun. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When they f- we first started doing this, we started doing it in Issaquah. Mm-hmm. And now we do them in Bellingham and Edmonds and uh, Mill over. Creek and West Seattle. and I mean, you name it. We're in all these different communities. Kirkland coming mm-hmm. up. And at first I thought it was kind of a really dumb idea, you know, because it didn't seem like a real event. It's like, what is this? And then um, we just kept getting hired to do them. And the more that we did them, the more fun I found them to be. Mm -hmm. And really what it does is it activates the downtown core of a lot of uh, smaller towns. Some of these little cute little shops, maybe you've driven by a hundred times, but never gone in. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of stores have what I'd call the invisible barrier. And until you've penetrated that door. Yes. You don't even know what's going on. If you like these people, do you like their vibe? Right. So they, we put different wineries in each of these merchant stores, mm-hmm. and people wander around from you know store to store and go right. in and meet the owners and see what it's all about. And a lot of times people become friends and family of that store as a result yes. of the winery that was pouring in there. So the, the winery's there to sell their own wine, of course. Exactly. But the store owner, maybe it's a real estate uh, place or maybe it's a jewelry store. It could mm-hmm. be all kinds of things. Have an opportunity to engage with people without it really being a sales thing. Right. So then they make yeah. friends. And, you know, that's a really great way to get everybody down into the downtown core of some of these little towns and, and having fun and meeting each other, too. So it can be super social to meet people in your own community. Exactly, which is near and dear to my heart because I love supporting small businesses. Um, That is always something that's super important to me. And like you said, that's a big part of these wine walks that you do in these different towns. And it is. I've done the Kirkland one several times. I always end up in something, Mm -hmm. whether it's an art gallery or sometimes it's a nail salon or a clothing store. Like you said, real estate, something that I either haven't been in before or I haven't been into in a long time. And I think, oh, I need to come back here and check stuff out. So it's a great way to get out and revitalize those small business owners. And it is, it's super social. It is such a fun time to just be out doing different things. Right. Well, you know, um, a, I always run into people. It's a great thing. I mean, you see a lot of women that use it as like a girl's night out kind of thing. Yes. And women sure. love wine. And so yeah. it's easy for them to say, hey, let's all go out and do this as a group. Right. So there's usually a lot of women that do that. What I'm surprised is there's not a lot of smart single men 
that right? these things. It should be guys' night out as well as, hello. Because there's a lot of women at Wine Walks. And so there if you're are. a single guy out there and you're trying to figure out where you're going to meet them, you're not going to meet them at the bowling alley. You're not going to meet him at the golf course. You're going to meet him at a wine walk, for goodness sake. Right. It's, it's not a, at a, you know, it's, everybody's social because they're mingling and moving yes. around and talking to each other. So. Yes. It's very easy. Love it. And it's easier than a bar where you feel like you're trapped. Or, well, especially in a bar, a lot of people are sitting down, so you're not going to yes. necessarily go, you know, sit there next to somebody you don't know. But here in a wine walk, you're moving around and you're kind of interacting in different spaces with each other. Yeah. That's so it's like a great it. way to meet somebody. See, that's near and dear. I did. I actually met my husband in a bar. It's way before long, or long before internet dating. Well, we we'll get like, to that story later. Yeah. Anyway, had <laughs> <laughs> to do it the old-fashioned way. Um, so anyway, that's good. I like it. All right, yeah. people out there looking for love, wine walk. It's the way there to go. go. That's funny. <laughs> now we're going to turn this into a dating show and like give them tips on what do you do, what do you say, all yeah. that stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it's super fun. Um, you do them on a, a couple times a year in different mm-hmm. towns. I know sometimes in Kirkland, I'm assuming the other places there's themes. There was one in December. It was the ugly sweater party. Right. Um, so that was hysterical, right? To yeah. see everybody in their different sweaters cruising around. You know, well, right before that we had the, um, zombie wine walk, right. which they did a great job with and everybody uh-huh. really showed up for that. Right. So I thought, you know, it's really just a couple weeks later and they're doing the Christmas thing and that. It seems like you're rushing the holidays. Right. And I hate ugly sweaters. So I was thinking, I don't know about this ugly sweater thing. People were into it. They were into it. We were there. It was packed. Every place we went to get wine, it was absolutely packed. And the sweaters were, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I hate wearing ugly sweaters, but I actually went and got one. Did you? Put like lights on it. Yeah, it did was you? so cheesy. That's right. They're kind of a thing now. I know. Like even I was with the kids in... Nordstrom and they had what I would consider an ugly sweater. Um, it was a Nordstrom, so I'm not sure if it was supposed to be an ugly sweater because <laughs> it was Nordstrom box, prices. But, right. <laughs> but I'm like, that's an ugly sweater party kind of sweater. Oh, it's too funny. <laughs> so yeah, what I what I like seeing is in some of these areas, like in we do one uh, in spring in Bellingham mm-hmm. and one in fall in Bellingham. Oh, nice. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a holiday. Right. But it's springtime thing, and so everybody's yeah. getting all you know excited about it. And then, I don't know, something about fall is really kind of cozy and, yeah. and sweet, too, and yeah. you know, before it starts raining and getting all nasty. So exactly. it's nice to do these in that kind of span between, say, March and uh, September. Right. Well, and, and you're out walking around to different places. Right. Yeah, it just depends on the week. But you're out walking around to different places, so... If you can have nice weather and not be dodging the rain, it's a bonus. But, you know, a couple glasses of wine, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and around (laughs) here, if you don't go anywhere when it's raining, then you're not going anywhere on a frequent basis. I know. It's cute. It's baseball season in our house. Um, And I was laughing with one of my girlfriends. Her son, the coach, is from Texas. He's new to the area. And it was sprinkling one day, and he canceled practice for rain and she laughed. She's like, oh, wow. Okay, we'll see how the season goes. Like, yeah. we're not getting a lot in. They're going to be the bad news bears without any practice. Know. <laughs> you know, the true Northwesterners, you're out there. and Now our older son plays on turf, and he's out there and all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking, I think we should call it. Nope, we're playing. Right. <laughs> so, you know, your definitions change over years. You know, the funny thing is I do also beer events and okay. um, sometimes spirits events and things mm-hmm. like that. A beer, beer people couldn't care less about standing outside freezing in the rain. And, you know, they, they don't really dress up anyway, so they're yeah. already kind of got their beards and their flannel on. 
But it's amazing. Wait, what? What are you talking Wait, about? You oh, what are you talking about here? Come on now. Go, Take yeah. it easy on this. Stereotype fits. Take it easy on us. <laughs> They're man buns. I, oh, Benny does not that have That I do a not have. Sorry. I know when to say when. Okay. Enough is enough. <laughs> uh, it's funny. But yeah, you know, so the beer people are a totally different crowd than the wine people. I bet. It's not like cat people and dog people, you know. Yeah. So it's fun doing these different events because they're just such a different um, thing. Yeah. So like to give you an example, a couple of years ago, there was one of the storm apocalypses that were going to happen. Oh, sure. And everything, everybody was going to blow away and it was the worst thing ever. And we were doing the Bothell Beer Fest. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to be outside. Mm-hmm. So because it was inclement weather to the a scary degree. Right. Uh, the city allowed us to move it into the parking garage of the city's new parking garage. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we called it the Underground Beer Festival. And I like it's it. like underground in a concrete structure. Uh-huh. And the beer people loved it. I bet. They're like, this is cool. <laughs> and wine people would be like, well, this is so ghetto. I can't believe we're doing this. What? You know? And yes. No, we would never do that. Yeah. It was so fun. So. <laughs> We did it there a couple of years. Now the city, of course, of, of Bothell's growing up. And uh-huh. They are. growing tremendously. Bothell's pretty cool. So now the city is getting a little hesitant to let us continue to have this party in their parking garage. Oh, so it, I think the era might have come to an end, but we'll oh. find out in the next month or so. There should be like, you need to do like some battle of the wine beer people something. I that don't know. Could be interesting. There's something, right? Yeah. It could be really funny. Yeah, I think so. There's something there. <laughs> Not sure how that would work. I'm out. not sure the solo cups versus the right. you know glass because I don't know about you, but I'm like drinking wine out of solo cups. Yeah, but beer out of a solo cup that's not so bad. Yeah, and what we do at a lot of our uh, wine walks, we'll have breweries at a wine walk, so sure. one or two breweries. So, yeah. for example, in Kirkland, we have one coming up this Friday. Yeah. And so there'll be uh, 15 wineries, I think it is, and one brewery, Flycaster okay. Brewery. And so it's kind of fun because there's somebody that always wants to have some beer, right? But the problem with the beer people is they don't like to do samples. They like to no, drink just, a whole yeah. beer at a time. Yeah, the and they, these little thing tasting so things much. bug them. Yeah. So somebody comes in and they fill up their glass. You're like toying with, with our emotions, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you give us such a small amount? Right. What am I going to do with <laughs> what that? What are you doing? <laughs> so then they fill people's glass up with beer, uh-huh. and then it's all sudsy. And so then you know, there's no way to rinse them because you're sitting there like in a real estate office oh, or yeah. something, right? So now how are they going to get all this foam out of their glass because they have to now go to another winery after that. Oh, and here, you can't mix? So I give them cups. Okay. Like here's little cups to pour in instead of the wine glasses. Do you think they'll do that? Almost never. They, really? They want to they fill your glass up, give them as much as possible and get that you know, big you know, glass. And now the people can't leave till it's empty. Well, there you go. Captive audience. Right. Okay, so you're saying that if you go to the wine walk, if you want to like cost average and plan ahead, you should go to the beer. Park <laughs> That's you're gonna right. get more They're... for your ticket. Right. Plus, <laughs> I think the beer people want to run out of beer so they can go uh, go somewhere and leave. Oh. So like okay. the wine people are trying to spread it out throughout the night. Oh, because the they people... wine's all about the conversation and extending. Right. The it. beer people, they blow their kegs. They can go. Hey, there I'm you done. Go. Peace <laughs> out. All right. Right. <laughs> It's a whole different world. <laughs> old college days, too. Yeah. All right. New party. All right. Exactly. As long as there's that, what's the keg thing? Anyway, well, yeah, we're going off on tangents. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, in Kirkland, I mean, in uh, Bothell, we have one coming up in June, yeah. and they have distilleries as well as beer Oh, and wine. that'd be fun. And so then that 
the distilleries don't have very many events. Right. There's a, there's a couple hundred distilleries. Oh, really? That's so, way more than I would have. Oh, yeah. So there's 900 wineries. Okay. There's about 400 breweries. Okay. There's about 200 distilleries, about 75 cideries. Okay. And hundreds of pot stores and then tons of coffee shops. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about the Northwest, but... <laughs> So we have to give the distilleries a chance to play every once in a while because there's just not very many of those. Right. And yep. what happens is people don't understand how strong alcohol is. I, yeah. I, so I do. it adds yes. up. Uh, so way they faster pour you these little teeny yeah. quarter ounces, and it seems like nothing, but four of those is equivalent to a whole glass of wine. Right. Or a whole beer. Yeah. And so what happens is people go to one distillery, taste three or four little samples. Right. They've already had a whole drink, and they don't spit that out or dump it out. Right. So they end up getting pretty toasted pretty quick. So yeah. spirits events are hard to do without getting blasted. I, yeah, I can imagine. And because there's, so, you know, at least for me, it, that's usually like you're fine, not fine. There's no right. warning. You're like, anyway, time to go eat some fried food. Yeah, And it's really helpful for people to know this, that one ounce of spirits mm-hmm. is equal to one beer. Okay. Which is equal to one glass of wine. Right. One six-ounce glass of wine. Yeah. So if you were to say, um, well, I'm going to go out and have a martini, right. a martini is usually two and a half to three ounces minimum, mm-hmm. which means that's two to three glasses of wine in one drink. Wow. Okay. And so people go, oh, I just had one drink. Well, not really. You just had three. Right. So a lot of times the people that are drinking spirits don't know how fast this is going to catch up on them. Your body yeah. can process one drink an hour You're as right. long as it's one ounce of alcohol one 12-ounce beer mm-hmm. or one 6-ounce glass of wine, Got not it. all three at the same mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Or you're you're way behind the curve and you're going to have a point oh eight problem. Right. So Uber or Lyft is the way to go Right. to all of these events Right. and space it out. Exactly. <laughs> but they're super fun. Again, we are going to have links to all of this on the website after the show. I love that you do this. I love that you expose people and make it really fun and kind of low stress to connect to different wines and or beer or spirits. Yeah. Find out about different things that you connect people in the community. You support small businesses. You support the, ch- like, you're checking all the boxes. It's awesome. Right. Well, thank you. It's yeah. fun. You know, I, I, when I went to college, I thought I was going to do something that mm-hmm. was going to be more like social work. Okay. And, you know, helping people in yeah. that kind of a way. Interesting. And one of my professors pulled me over and he said, you know, I think this is the wrong calling for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't really understand what that lifestyle is going to be like. And you still strike me as that kind of person that's going to really love that long term. Mm -hmm. Just find another way that you can help and contribute to people. Yeah. And I never really expected that I'd be throwing parties. But essentially, that's what I do. And gives people a chance to blow off some steam after work and a chance to kind of experience some of their communities and meet other people. So it it does provide value on some distance. A huge value. You know. Yeah, you're giving people a way to connect and get together, and I think there's a huge value in that. Yeah, that's fine. So, and give back to the community. I think yeah. that's perfect. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so for, again, for you Eastsiders, there's the Rosé Festival in May. I think it's that Mother's Day weekend coming up. So see, that May 16th, the Mother's Day uh, kind of weekend prep. Good time to be out. We've got the Kirkland Wine Walk this Friday. That's an awesome thing to get out and do. And good to just get outside. And then... June 1st, Saturday, June 1st, is the Wine Walk in Issaquah. Right? Well, there's one right before that, which is May 4th. Oh, yeah. I so know. I was trying to do the math. And anyway, boofed it. Um, <laughs> May 4th. All right. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Today, we've had David LeClaire with Seattle Uncorked. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, happy anniversary.
anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary.